Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Marissa Gillette, chairwoman of our Public Utility Regulatory Agency Authority, 203-333-9422, your opportunity once a month to ask questions if you have them. Marissa, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's always great to have you. How are you? I'm hanging in there. How about you, Lisa? Yeah, I'm hanging in. I'm hanging in. So listen, you made your mark, you and the rest of the commission made your mark. Last time around in your first rate case since your commissioner, UI came in. They wanted $131 million. You said, well, initially we'll give them three. And then you went up to, I think, 26, somewhere in that range. And 23. Uh, 23. Okay. And you had a, a very... Um, you had a lot of reasons why you did it. You didn't just flippantly say, we're going to say this or say that. And so you went ahead and gave them a $23 million rate increase. They're not happy, and they've appealed the decision. Now, when that happens in terms of legal status, uh, what is the role of Pura, Marissa Gillette? How do you stand in this? Do you testify in an appeal? What happens? Oh, great question. So um, Pura, as you know, is a quasi-judicial agency, but um, uh, any decision in our cases and in a contested case, which a rate case is a contested case, uh, can be appealed to the superior court. And when that happens, um, the attorney attorney general's office uh, takes over um, defending uh, the agency's position. Uh, so we contribute to um, you know helping the AG's office prepare briefs and other uh, other things to get them ready for oral arguments. Um, but at that point, once it goes to the superior court, we're looking to the AG's office to uh, defend our position. And. Pending the outcome of the appeal, does your decision still hold or is there a stay, a legal word for like a postponement of the enforcement mm-hmm. of your decision? What happens? Like anything in the legal world, the answer is it depends. Okay. <laughs> it usually depends on uh, what the parties involved um, are looking for. So a, a stay is not automatic. It has to be requested uh, by a party. And, you know, there are many reasons why you might request a stay. Um, to my knowledge, a stay has not been requested in the UI case. But, you know, certainly in live litigation, things are 
uh, always evolving. So until the court um, imposes a stay, then uh, until, or I should say, if a court imposes a stay, then our decision holds. And there are, um, you know, lots of things in these rate case decisions that uh, when you appeal a decision, you're not appealing necessarily the entirety of the decision. Uh, so any items that are not on appeal, uh, the company would be required to comply with um, in the interim. Okay. And Marissa Gillette, I don't know if you saw, but one of the top stories yesterday, today, was that Eversource is letting us know that they're going to have a major a rate increase, that the prices are going to go high. Can you Do you know anything mm-hmm. about this? What's going on? Yeah, this is the, the topic that we've talked about on, on previous shows, and it's always a good reminder for folks. Uh, the supply portion of your bill. So if you're looking at your bill, whether it's Eversource or UI, uh, you'll see that you know half the bill goes to what are called delivery charges and half uh, uh, goes to your supplier generation rate. And this is the price that you're paying for the actual commodity. And it's not regulated. It's not regulated by PURA. It's not regulated by the state. In fact, it's explicitly deregulated, uh, which means that it's open to competition you can either take your standard service from the utility or you can shop around for a third-party supplier um, using an Energized DT website we've talked about uh, before. And um, the standard service rate changes twice a year. It changes January 1st and July 1st, and it always goes up January 1st. Ah, uh, it's okay. It's more expensive to generate electricity in the winter months. Sure. Okay, and so what is the name of that website again where we can see if there are competing suppliers? It is energizedct.com. And it literally, and with the touch of a button, I mean, literally, you can change your supplier depending upon who is competing at a lower rate. It makes no difference to you. You're still going to get electricity, right? Exactly. You're going to get electricity delivered by your incumbent utility. So if you're an Eversource customer, they're still going to be delivering your electricity each month, um, but the, there could be a third-party supplier who is contracting um, the supply on your behalf. And right now, there are competitive rates out there, uh, competitive rates compared to standard service. So, you know, I think it's a great idea that Eversource is getting out there, and um, it's really all of us should be educating customers on their options um, it does take some, you know, work and some getting used to to understand how to shop for your electricity, but customers um, should take the, the time now in advance of January 1st because we don't know what the rate's going to be yet. It's not set until 45 days in advance of January 1st, um, but you can uh, expect that it will increase from what it is right now. Okay. And so if we were to go on energize.ct.com, would we be able to now say that as of January 1st, we want to change, or do we have to change for now immediately? Like, how does that work? Yeah, it's unfortunately not like one of those, if you go to a banking website and you say, I want to pay on this date. Right. There's not yet an option to do that. Okay. Um, but it does take about one to two billing cycles mm. for the, okay. the change to take effect. So I would advise folks to keep an eye out for um, November 15th is the date by which the standard service rate for January 1st will be known. Mm. So if you go on that week to the web uh, to the website and go to the rate board, um, the rate board will be automatically changed to update to the standard service compare price 
uh, and then if you shop that week, it will be in effect for January. Okay. And is there any penalty to change around a bunch of times? There is not. So legislation that we advocated for in 2021 removed the ability of suppliers to impose cancellation fees for residential customers. So if you are a residential customer, you can switch between suppliers or back to standard service without uh, without penalty. We're chatting with Marissa Gillette, chairwoman of Pura. Marissa, by any chance, did you have a chance to listen to our conversation with Moses Rams, who is the leader of the union? Did you have a chance? I did. You did. I did. did. Yeah. Did you hear? Uh, I thought it was really interesting. What a lovely guy, by the way. Uh, did you? It was very interesting because he goes back over thirty years, and he mm. goes back to pre-deregulation. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was really interesting to hear his thoughts about how the system has changed over time. He said that the union originally advocated against deregulation. Did you hear that? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I I believe it. I wasn't obviously in Connecticut for that um, uh, for that time, but deregulation was uh you know not a given not in connecticut or any other state that deregulated there were lots of questions lots of um concerns and i think folks that uh advocated against deregulation are feeling um you know somewhat vindicated by uh some of the challenges that deregulated states have faced in the past couple of years um because we're much more exposed to market prices, um, you know, gas prices that have been affected by the war in Ukraine. Uh, so the states that have deregulated um, have been a bit more exposed than uh, other states that remain vertically integrated. What I wanted to ask you, Marissa Gillette, you're, so you are the Public Utility Regulatory Authority. We had mm-hmm. earlier in the show a conversation with a woman who wrote a book called The 21 about the 21 kids, and they are kids, uh, from around the country who have been arguing both in the United States court and state court in Montana that the Fifth Amendment of the United States Constitution guarantees them to a life of liberty and happiness, and they can't have that if they don't have a clean planet. Now, admittedly, mm. it's a, that's their argument, and in Montana, which Montana has a specific constitutional right to a safe and clean environment— they survived a motion to dismiss. I don't know how they're going to do in federal court on the Fifth Amendment. But I was wondering, since we're chatting with you and our conversation really does focus on energy, what, what authority does Pura have? In other words, is Pura, does Pura have authority over 
solar energy, if it comes to that, wind energy? What, what sources does Pura have authority over when it comes to regulating our energy sources? Yeah, so, and, and this kind of traces back to the deregulation conversation we were having a moment ago. In states that chose to deregulate, uh, which essentially meant that the regulated utilities like Eversource and UI, what it means to deregulate is that you ordered those utilities to divest their ownership of generation assets. So in this state, Eversource and UI do not own generation. Um, there have been, there's been an exception in recent years by law that they can own batteries, um, which are not exactly generation, um, uh, but they do not own big solar plants or big wind farms. When you're hearing about Eversource and uh, Avangrid and their offshore wind farms, those are being operated out of their parent companies, which we do not regulate. In fact, no state regulates. They're, by definition, unregulated. So in deregulated states, uh, the utility commissions don't have um, a lot of authority at all over the generation resources. My authority is over the distribution grid. So the poles and wires, what needs to be in place to deliver that clean energy. Um, But our state agency, the Department of Energy and Environmental Protection, or DEEP for short, uh, they are um, tasked with uh, kind of planning for the future um, so they put together uh, plans and modeling that, that shows what we need. Um, but when it comes to the generation resources themselves, we're really tasked with modernizing the grid to make sure that we're ready for those clean energy sources, um, but we don't have explicit authority over the generation mix itself. Did I just hear, so what if, for example, this wind farm that is emerging in the New London area on Steel Pier or whatever it's called over there, forgot the name of it, but the one in New London that has such controversy, the wind farm. Mm -hmm. What if there's an accident or an error or there's something where somebody alleges that the wind propellers are damaging the environment or that the cost of wind energy is much higher than was expected? Who, Mm -hmm. what governmental agency, where is the redress for that for the consumer? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the offshore wind generally um, uh, up and down the East Coast, and I think they're even looking at the Gulf Coast and the West Coast, uh, even the Great Lakes, um, these wind lease areas are actually in federal waters. So it's the Federal um, Bureau of Ocean Energy Management, BOEM, I think, um, for short, uh, that is tasked with um, uh, leasing out those wind areas and enforcing regulations on them. Where, where the states come in, and in this case, uh, it's deep on um, behalf of uh, the, the state, uh, they can create these finance, financing mechanisms. Um, and when you create a contract with an entity, you can, of course, insert um, you know things into the contract like economic development expectations, um, redress for if the, the property or if the farm is not operational by the date you all expected. Lots of things can be inserted into these contracts. Um, and uh, then you're in a position of, um, you know, contract enforcement. Uh, when it comes to accidents at the pier, things like that, um, I imagine you're talking much more traditional uh, types of law. But, um, yeah, generally speaking, those are not 
uh, those are not in Pira's um, peer review. Okay. I think it might change over time. We're chatting with Marissa Gillette. One more question. Since you raised it, it reminded me. We've been covering pretty extensively the application by United Illuminating to do a lot of clear-cutting in Southport and along Fairfield and the Post Road. The community is very upset about this. Mm -hmm. They want to install Mm -hmm. these very high poles between 95 and 145 feet high. Uh, They're thinking about doing some eminent domain proceedings. As I said earlier, a lot of clear-cutting. We're talking about a beautiful historic area. I don't know if you've ever been to Southport. It's (laughs) it's truly special. Um, Mm -hmm. And in general, nobody wants to see these ultra-high poles anywhere. Is Pura at all involved with this application? Oh, unfortunately, no. I think I feel like we're talking about things I don't. I can't help with this morning. You can't help um, with that, huh? There's nothing that. No. You, wow. So these are so energy regulation. The jurisdiction is split between the state and federal government. So when you're talking really tall towers um, or these clear cutting of uh, what are called transmission right of ways. So these are lines and towers that facilitate the transmission of electricity at high voltages between states. And any time that you're crossing a state border, you've got the federal government involved. So there is an equivalent of Pura at the federal level. It's called the FERC, the Federal Energy Regulatory Oh, yeah, but I know about FERC. Let's not even go there. (laughs) I mean, really, they are, are, as a reputation, reputation rubber stamp for uh, big industry. As a reputation. Just saying. Yeah, you know, I... We can all say that. We, don't you think we can acknowledge that, Marissa? Don't you think we can acknowledge I will, that? Yeah. I, I think we can and we should. <laughs> I think the further removed that you get from um, constituents, ratepayers. So, so, you know, we've made a point since I've been chair to get out into the community with our Pura 101s. I think the further removed you get from ratepayers and being exposed to their concerns about affordability, about climate change, about what whatever aesthetics whatever they're concerned about the further removed you get from that the more um academic your decision making can be and i think that's just a fact and um you know to the first credit they've recently established an office of public participation um i'd love to see that uh you know get fully staffed and um become more operational I think they're aware that they have this challenge, and, you know, awareness is the first step in, in well, just that's about good everything. To know. Uh, Marissa Gillette, thank you so much for being on the show with us. We look forward to chatting with you next month. My takeaway is that November 15th is the date that we all want to be looking to see if perhaps there isn't a better choice to get energy, uh, energizect.com, and go to the rate board. Marissa Gillette, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll chat with you next month. Thank you so much. Thank you. Pleasure. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 